Underdog Fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy football. Draft your team with no in-season management. Get the optimal score each week of the season and have a shot at over $10 million in total prize money in their Best Ball Mania 3 contest. Head on over to underdogfantasy.com or the App Store, sign up with promo code FSE, and Underdog is going to match your first deposit up to $100. Again, Underdog Fantasy. Sign up with promo code FSE and draft your Best Ball Mania 3 team today. What's happening, y'all? Welcome inside the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Bush coming at you solo today to bring you five buy low trade targets for Dynasty Fantasy Football. These are five guys that I believe are guaranteed to increase in value in the coming months and years, especially for those of you guys that are in a one-year you know, retool, a full-fledged rebuild, productive struggle, whatever you want to call it. So if you guys enjoy this video at any point, if I'm going through this and I, I give you some value in any way, please hit the like button, subscribe to the channel if you are new, comment any of your thoughts down below as well. Check out the Patreon if you guys want to support us over there, underdogfantasy.com, using the promo code FSE at sign up and first deposit. Uh, you can get 100% back on whatever you put in. We will actually be en route to New York City as you guys are listening to this right now we're going to be you know flying out tomorrow around 4 30 or whatever uh to do some work with underdog fantasy so make sure you guys stay tuned for that we should be doing a lot of live streams and stuff like that throughout this week but before we get into it gotta hit the intro So five by low targets. I haven't done a, a video like this in a while talking about some trade targets in Dynasty, but in my opinion, the best trade targets in Dynasty are the ones that give you multiple avenues of accumulating value. And what I mean by that is usually with most buy low candidates, the only way that they accumulate value is if they play well on the field. What with some of these guys that I'm going to talk about today, their depressed value is mainly due to uncertainty avoidance, which is basically uh, just means that we as human beings, we don't like uncertainty. So we avoid those players because we're not really certain of what's happening in their situation. A lot of these guys have multiple avenues of accumulating value simply by the fact that once their situation clears up, we should know um, what we're getting into in terms of what their value is going to be going forward. So that gives you an avenue of getting rid of them if you don't want to keep them on your dynasty team. And also you have the uh, once they actually get on the field, obviously they're great players. So uh, time is the biggest obstacle for many of these guys too. That's another factor of why their value might be a little depressed right now to overcome. So given that if you're in a one-year productive struggle, if you're in a full-fledged rebuild, whatever the case is, time is your biggest advantage over competitive teams because competitive teams don't have time. They're trying to win the championship. They don't, they can't afford to wait for some of these guys to be back healthy on the field, producing fantasy production. So for you, you just get to hold that asset um, continue to tank your own draft picks and all that kind of stuff. And then once you get that asset back on the field for you, you get to reap the benefits. And the first guy, the biggest example of this is Deshaun Watson. He is the biggest buy low in, in all of Dynasty Fantasy Football right now. Just an absolute screaming value, in my opinion. Deshaun Watson, uh, his price kind of varies depending on where you look. As of right now, he is currently going off the board as the quarterback 11, 23rd overall player in startups per Adico FF. You guys can follow him over on Twitter uh, in his ADP. But if you look at a site like Keep Trade Cut, he's quarterback 19, 73rd overall. So 
again, a varying range of outcomes, anywhere from round like three to round four, five, six of a startup, anywhere from quarterback 11 to quarterback 19. And I get it, right? Deshaun Watson has serious legal allegations that are against him right now. And it doesn't look promising, to be honest. But let's set that aside for a second and just focus on the football. Watson is under contract for five years with the Cleveland Browns. $230 million pretty much guaranteed is what they paid him. All of it in dead cap, a.k.a. He ain't going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. He's too talented of a player for a team to give up on him. I say this easily, but in this circumstance, we have a quarterback who's been top five in fantasy points per game each of the last three years that he's been on the field, 2018, 19, and 20, and 23.5 points per game playing for a brutal Texans offense in 2020, the last time we saw this guy on the field. In Cleveland now, he's got the best O-line of his career, solid weapons, and a chance that they can still add some pieces. I get it. With Deshaun Watson, I'd be shocked if he wasn't suspended an entire season this year. But here's the beautiful thing about Deshaun Watson, especially if you are in a productive struggle. Whatever happens, he's going to go up in value because if he gets suspended, if he gets a full-year suspension, the fact that that is no longer an uncertain situation, like I talked about at the intro, uncertainty avoidance is something that human beings are very, very cognizant of. We don't like uncertainty. So if we get a certain, yes, he's suspended this season, he will be back in 2023, that will increase his value a little bit. He'll probably go back to being a top 15 overall startup pick. His value is going to vary league to league. Some leagues might have him as their quarterback 11, a guy that they're still willing to spend a top 20 pick on. Some guys might be all the way out on him in general, right? Quarterback 19 per keep trade cut, currently valued lower than Aaron Rodgers and Mac Jones and Tua Tungavailoa over there, which is absolutely absurd. Some people also are fading him due to moral reasons, right? They're, they're taking the moral high ground, which again, nobody agrees with what Deshaun Watson is allegedly doing. And you can do whatever you want with your own fantasy team. But the reality is this guy's an elite quarterback and he's going to play in the NFL again because he's too talented for the NFL to miss out on this type of player. And that's just how the NFL works. I didn't create the, situ- uh, the situation, but we've seen plenty of morally questionable players get second chances before. So even if he gets suspended one full year, at least then there's clarity on his situation. Like I said, the real value accrual though comes from those of us who don't need Deshaun Watson for that one year that he's suspended, or, or maybe he's suspended a little bit longer than that because we are tanking. And I have Deshaun Watson in a league that I'm tanking in. He's an elite quarterback the second he gets back on the field. Plus, we have the added bonus to the fact that he tanks your own draft pick because even though he's an elite asset and elite quarterback to have, he's not getting any fantasy points as long as he's suspended. So this is what you can get for Deshaun Watson right now. If you guys are trying to trade Deshaun Watson away, I hate to tell you this, but you're not going to get a whole lot in return for him. And if you're trying to buy Deshaun Watson, which is what this video is based centered around this is the type of crap that you can trade away to get an elite quarterback like Deshaun Watson Mitchell Trubisky Khalil Herbert and our 2023 second Jameis Winston and Trey McBride Drew Locke and a 2023 second uh even Jameis Winston in a first round pick I'm more than comfortable giving up for Deshaun Watson uh a number of these other trades here Antonio Gibson straight up for Deshaun Watson Jimmy G Mitch Trubisky Josh Palmer and a two even Trey Lance and Keenan Allen, I think that's a little bit more fair, but like still, I'm still taking Deshaun Watson there. Chase Edmonds, Tony Pollard, and a first for Deshaun Watson. You get the point. In my opinion, the price point for Deshaun Watson should be two first-round picks. So the fact that you can get him for you know a couple middling players and a second or a couple middling players and a first is an extreme buy low window. He is easily the biggest buy in Superflex Dynasty right now. And if those of you, or for those of you guys, like I said, that are in a one-year productive struggle, um, a quick retool, a rebuild, a full-fledged tear it down, 
Deshaun Watson makes sense for all of these team formats because he should be back on the field next year. And if he's not, then you got a guy that uh, should be back on the field in the future and is elite quarterback once he gets back on the field. So getting off of Deshaun Watson and the only quarterback of this video, we have Chris Godwin, wide receiver 22, 68th overall per Adico FF's ADP right now. So he's going about, you know, sixth, seventh round of dynasty startups right now. The theme with all of these players, like I said, is uncertainty avoidance. We're buying into the, the talent of the player. We're not concerned about the situation as of right now. Chris Godwin's price is due down mainly to injury because he tore his ACL in December. But the thing with Chris Godwin is that I don't understand why he's fallen so far. For example, he's wide receiver 22 in ADP right now, despite only being 26 years old and having multiple top 10 finishes. And a guy like Jamison Williams, who has coming off the same injury at a later point in time, is only four spots lower in wide receiver ADP. And I get it. He's younger and he's exciting. But my point with Chris Godwin is that we're not really uh, taking that discount off of guys like Jamison Williams, but we are with Chris Godwin. You'd be lucky to get a late first for Chris Godwin right now. And I've tried. I have him in a, a league where I'm rebuilding and I've been trying to sell him and nobody wants the guy. He is barely 26 years old. He hasn't finished lower than wide receiver 15 points per game. Over the last three seasons, he finished top seven last year, wide receiver two overall in 2019 and wide receiver 15 overall. Uh, in points per game in 2020, despite being riddled with injuries. Fully extended to remain in Tampa Bay. He gets a, a contract extension that helps solidify his value. We don't know how much longer Tom Brady will be the quarterback there. Maybe he's only the quarterback this year and then he's done, but it's possible that he's back in 2023. The reason I think that Chris Godwin is a great target is because A, he's very good. And we've seen that over the course of the last three seasons. And, and B, he's almost guaranteed to rise in value because injury information is readily available in the fantasy space. I think people um, still trying to find edge in injury analysis. And for the most part, it's very widely available. A lot of people know that the second year coming off of an ACL tear narrative is real. So once Chris Godwin makes his season debut, let's say he's back on the field in like October, November or something like that, people are going to want to buy him next offseason before his price rises again, because a lot of people are aware of this fact that second year coming off the ACL, Chris Godwin is set to bounce back. So even if he has a down season this year, whenever he gets back on the field, he's probably going to be a buy low target for people next year. And you can sell him then for more than you're paying for him now. And what I mean by that is look at the trades that we have right here. Chris Godwin being sold straight up for JK Dobbins. Now that one's kind of a toss up really all depends on what you think of JK Dobbins. I would say that's a pretty fair trade. 110 and 201 for Chris Godwin in this draft class. Give me the two. Uh, give me Chris Godwin over the two draft picks. Chris Godwin in a first for Nick Chubb, LaVisca Chenault. Again, if you can offload an aging running back for a guy like Chris Godwin, I think that's a phenomenal move, especially if you're trying to tear it down, retool for a year and then bounce back. If you have Dalvin Cook, for example, and you can get, you know, Dalvin Cook in a second, get to Chris Godwin in a first. I think that's a great move. CD Lamb for Chris Godwin in a first. Again, probably a fair trade, but I think I like the Godwin side there. Uh, Miles Sanders straight up for Chris Godwin. That is an easy Godwin side there. So uh, taking a hopeful and turning them into a stud like Godwin is actually, I think, the best way to go after somebody like him. If you have Gabriel Davis or Darnell Mooney or Chase Claypool or somebody like that who is still a question mark and you can tear up to Chris Godwin using a 2023 second or even a third or, or another player or something like that, I think that's a great move. So, for example, if you can take Gabriel Davis and Rondell Moore and get up to Chris Godwin, I think that's a great trade to try and pull off in Dynasty right now. Uh, number three on this list is Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley current, uh, currently going off the board as wide receiver 57, 145th overall pick per Adico FF. This one is very simple. This one is simply only time related. The only concern we have with Calvin Ridley is that we know he will be suspended the entire season. The New York Jets and the Philadelphia Eagles were reported as saying that they would already have traded a first round pick for the dude if it wasn't for the suspension and Robert, Roger Goodell bringing the hammer down for Calvin Ridley parlaying some shit. On the, uh, on the open market. What we know about Calvin Ridley, though, is that when he's back, 
He'll only be 28 and a half years old. It's still plenty of time for a savvy route runner type like Calvin Ridley to play three, four more years in the NFL, 15 plus PPR points per game uh, type of wide receiver. A guy that was a league winner in 2020, the last time he was fully healthy on the field, should find themselves in the mid thirties of wide receiver ranks this time next year, once he's off suspension, instead of the near sixties where he's at right now. Again, the wide receiver market has exploded around the NFL. There's a good chance that once Calvin Ridley is off suspension, teams are vying for his services. The Green Bay Packers come to mind as an example if some of their guys don't work out this year. A couple teams like that could trade for Calvin Ridley once he's off suspension. The price is so cheap right now, especially, like I said, if you don't need production this year, you're waiting a full year to use the guy. That is definitely why he is cheaper than you know he should be right now. But if I told you right now, you could go buy this stock that I have, and I know he's going to that this stock is going to increase two to two and a half times what it's worth now. Would you go buy it if you could only use it a year from now? Of course you would. That's exactly why we buy into assets like Calvin Ridley, because we know they're at a low point in the market right now. And speaking of a low point in the market, you can get Calvin Ridley for his former teammate, Russell Gage, apparently. You can get Calvin Ridley for Daniel Jones or for any middling quarterback three type in dynasty right now. And that offloads so much risk from your roster. If you can flip Daniel Jones or any quarterback that's on shaky grounds right now into Calvin Ridley, that'll uh, put you in a much better situation going forward. Get Calvin Ridley for Irv Smith in the 201. Easy, easy trades to make, in my opinion. Uh, Let's get on to the next guy, though, which is DK Metcalf. Wide receiver 11, 38.1 overall per Adico FF. This one's another time is the enemy type of player as uh, as was Calvin Ridley and as was Chris Godwin. We know that DK Metcalf is a superstar, right? 14.4 PPR points per game in what was basically a down year last year with Russell Wilson going down and all the things that happened. Top 10 finish in 2021 with 17 points per game. He had a top eight target share last year, which was something that I think went a little under the radar is the step up that he took from being an efficient deep threat to a guy that's actually commanding a lot of targets. This one is perfect for a one-year productive struggle. So if you guys, for example, we, we talk about it all the time on Dynasty Decisions. If you have Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb and all these guys on your team, but the rest of your team is really good and you want to just transition to a one-year productive struggle, get younger at running back, load up on some draft picks, and maybe go out and trade for a guy like DK Metcalf, it makes a ton of sense because you can have DK Metcalf as a 25-year-old next year uh, leading a team set and built around a lot of young running backs as opposed to Um, you know, having him be like a wide receiver two type from a redraft perspective this year. And the reason I like DK Metcalf kind of similar to what I said at the beginning of the video is there's so many avenues that DK Metcalf can increase in value in any one of the following scenarios. I think DK Metcalf is worth, you know, a little bit more than he's worth currently at the moment. Number one, DK Metcalf is currently holding out right now. So there's no guarantee that he's actually going to play for the Seahawks again. So the fact that the reason his price is down is because Russell Wilson is gone and Drew Locke is expected to be a starting quarterback. That might never actually come to fruition. He could get traded before the season even starts. And that's something that would obviously increase his value, especially if he went to like the Packers or the Bears or some other team that is in need of wide receiver talent. Scenario number two is DK Metcalf is a free agent after this year. So even if he doesn't re-sign, he can, you know, maybe end his holdout during training camp or the preseason or come back for week one. And he could sign anywhere after the season or just be franchise tagged by the Seahawks and traded at that point. So that's scenario number two. And scenario number three is the worst case scenario, in my opinion, should still increase DK Metcalf's dynasty value is that he signs a mega extension with the team either during the season or before the season or next season or next off season. And the Seahawks draft slash address their quarterback situation at that point. Maybe they go after Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo before the season starts this year, or maybe they just wait until the 2023 NFL draft to go after CJ Stroud or Bryce Young or somebody like that. In any one of the following three scenarios that I think are going to happen for DK Metcalf, he increases in value in all of them. So 
The fact that you're getting this guy as wide receiver 11 right now, currently like a third, fourth round pick in dynasty startups is the perfect time that if you're going young, if you're going for a productive struggle during your startup, he is the perfect guy to go after. And you can get him in trades right now for very reasonable prices. You can see in this trade here, you got uh, Nico Collins and DK Metcalf for Mike Williams and Pat Fryermuth. You get DK Metcalf for David Montgomery and Alec Pierce. You get DK Metcalf for Tim Patrick and a first round pick. Amon Ross St. Brown and a first round pick. Any of those trades I'm comfortable doing. I think DK Metcalf should be at least worth a mid first in 2023, plus a pretty solid piece like Amon Ross St. Brown, because I think he's that good. And I think people are forgetting how good DK Metcalf actually is. And even if his quarterback situation is bad next year, it's Drew Locke, it's Baker Mayfield, it's Jimmy Garoppolo, whatever the case is, this is still going to be a guy that threatens top 20 wide receiver numbers and is only 25 years old and is a freak of nature who could get a lot better um, throughout the uh, length of his career. So the final guy of this video that I'm going to talk about, and then we'll get out of here, is Pat Fryermuth, tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers, tight end nine, 90th overall pick per Edico FF. This is the most affordable foundational tight end, in my opinion. Obviously, if you're you know, doing a productive struggle or a rebuild, Kyle Pitts is the guy that you absolutely want. But if you're looking for a tight end and you can't get Kyle Pitts or he's too expensive for you to acquire, you can build around Pat Fryermuth. 80 targets, 500 yards, and seven touchdowns is a really impressive rookie season, especially when you consider, number one, that he wasn't the full-time tight end starter because Eric Ebron, who's a multiple-time pro bowler, was ahead of him on the beginning or at the beginning of the season on the depth chart. And number two, he's competing for targets, not only with Eric Ebron, but with Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, Juju for a few games last year, Najee Harris out of the backfield. And he, again, he wasn't the starter for the first half of the season. So now he's solidified as the full-time tight end, should have a big-time uptick in targets based on what he did last year. And in games where Pat Fryermuth last year ran 20 or more routes, meaning he was the starting tight end, these were his target totals, four, seven, seven, six, nine, seven, four, three, six, and nine or 6.2 targets per game or 105 target pace on the season. So this is a dude that can legitimately be a difference maker at tight end as soon as his second year. Pat Fryermuth was a great prospect coming out of Penn State, hit, hit in year one, and now has a chance to carve out a big role as the safety blanket for a young quarterback in Kenny Pickett. We could be talking about basically a 23-year-old version of Zach Ertz that you're getting in round eight, round 10 of Dynasty Startups right now, and you can acquire for early second round value in trades right now. You guys can see on the screen, Someone traded away Logan Thomas in the second round pick for Pat Fryermuth. Give me the young tight end in Fryermuth. Somebody traded away Alexander Madison and Juju for Fryermuth. Give me Fryermuth. Somebody traded away Hawkinson and Dylan for Alave and Fryermuth. Give me the Fryermuth side. Somebody traded away Travis Kelsey for a first rounder, a third rounder in Fryermuth. I think this is a phenomenal trade. If you're trying to tear it down, get an older asset off your team like Travis Kelsey, this is exactly the type of package I would be looking to do if I'm trying to rebuild. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this video. Again, haven't done a trade targets video in a while, but I know you guys really enjoy them. Uh, I'm imagining this one will probably do pretty well in the views. Uh, but if you guys are new to the channel, because this one usually does uh, attract new viewers, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, uh, comment any of your thoughts down below. We will get to them. We will be in New York for the next three days. So we will be ripping underdog drafts fast and furious. And if you guys want to join us over on underdog, there's probably a good chance that you'll get in a league with us because we'll be just doing so many of these things. Use the promo code FSE at sign up and first deposit on underdogfantasy.com. There's no in-season management. It's best ball. So if you guys are unaware of what best ball is, basically you draft a team. It helps you get prepared for your home redraft league that you care so much about. I will be trying to defend that trophy behind me for the second straight year. Um, and it gets you all the practice that you need on top of the fact that you could win up to $10 million in total prizes in best ball mania three, $2 million to first place, 1 million to second, 1 million to the regular season champion. Uh, all that stuff is included over on underdog fantasy. And again, using the promo code FSE at sign up and first deposit, you can get hundred percent back on whatever you put in. So if you put in 50 bucks, you have hundred on the sites to play with that's four cracks. 
at Best Ball Mania 3, $2 million to first place. So if that interests you, go check that out. But with that being said, peace out. We'll talk to you soon.